This is a Showbile podcast. Welcome to episode 10 of Bucks on Nux. Ty Demery here, and thanks for tuning in. And I really can't believe we're already 10 episodes in. It feels like we just started this podcast kind of, you know, the other day. But uh, episode 10 now, and it, that's kind of a milestone too, uh, isn't it, lads, here? Because, you know, we haven't given up yet. We haven't can- we haven't been canceled yet. But uh, how are you guys feeling? 10 episodes in now. 10 episodes. I think that's 11 weeks, right? Because we took the one off for Victoria yeah. Day. Holy shit, boys. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's like we just fucking started this thing. You know what's going well? Like, what do they always say? Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're having fun, baby. And that's this right. 10 yeah. episodes in. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? I could do this for 100 more. I wouldn't care. Oh, yeah. okay, this is a great time. I feel like we got a good thing going here. I think people like listening. I like being on it. I know you guys feel the same way. 10 episodes. I'm ready for 100 yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, 10 episodes in. Fucking 10 more than 100 more. And let's just keep this shit rolling. It's going good so far. But uh, anyways... On uh, today's show, we've got a lot to cover, and we're probably going to start by uh, making our Stanley Cup predictions here, and then we'll move on to where we stand in the NBA Finals. And uh, also, we had some great fights over the weekend at UFC 275, so we got to recap some of that. And then uh, we'll take a look at how the Blue Jays are doing, and we'll probably find some other shit to talk about too. But uh, before we get into all that, let's check in with DK and Stu. How are you lads doing this week? Boys, I was on a bender. My... my uh. <laughs> voice just came back like even this morning i was i was hurting a little bit i sounded like a fucking 50 year smoker like i got copd <laughs> or something but um back in it feeling good um lots of beers consumed lots of concoctions gone through the digestive system this weekend so uh good to be sober and good to be back at it can't even talk i'm still fucking my brain's still fucked up from this weekend yeah, and then on the other hand, we got DK here. He's been drinking since 11.30 this morning there. Complete opposite of sober, eh? <laughs> so, yeah. I know this is going to end up coming out on like a Wednesday, so people are going to think I'm just a psychopath. I get Tuesdays <laughs> and Wednesday off. So this is, we're recording this on Tuesday. It's actually my Saturday. I've been in this little work, full-time work thing where I get Tuesdays and Wednesdays off for like a year and a half. So now Tuesdays are Saturdays to me. I woke up this morning. I feel like everybody can relate with this. It's just like, you know what? I want to drink today. I want to drink today. So what did I do today? I fucking drank. It was nice outside. So I sat out on the on the balcony, had a few drinks. I'm going out golfing tomorrow. I don't think there's a better weekend that could be planned. Other than and throwing the throw the pod in there too, episode 10. No better weekend that I could be a part of. <laughs> yeah, right on, I'm trying yeah. to have fun. Trying to have fun while I'm sitting there fucking dying. My fucking desk, fucking one <laughs> and my life. You're the dog, buddy. You know what the best cure for hangover is? Another drink. Yep. It works uh, from experience. I think I heard it's not true, but fuck. I think it's true, man. Like from personal experience, that shit's true. You fucking wake up with a bad hangover, pop a beer open, like one you or two into it. You don't want to throw up as soon better. as you smell it, like the next morning. No, no. I'm the you got to wait like man. a little bit. No, you got to wait a little bit, but then uh, once your fucking stomach settles, well, or that's whatever, why you, you think a- it's a cure because you're waiting. And then by the time you get it in you, you're already better. Well, I'm not waiting that long. I mean, like you wake up and you <laughs> eat like a slice of toast and peanut butter, and then you're that's the way you wash it down the beer. Yeah, then you fuck. <laughs> wait, what did you what did you say? And then I said, then you get into the beer. Yeah, exactly. Like DK said, you wake up feeling like you need a drink. So what do you, you do? Get into the Thornberry crafts. <laughs> yeah, get the Thornberry would... crafts there. The fucking seltzers, whatever, whatever you're feeling, man. 
shot of vodka why not it's fucking 10 30 in the morning shot of vodka get her india you're from (laughs) india because get her india you know what i'm saying i think it was the same alcoholic that said that made that rule like start drinking after hangover and it gets better than is the same guy that's like oh if you got a cold just take a straight shot of bourbon just sip on a glass of bourbon or slip yeah. sip on a glass <laughs> of scotch and it'll Dream clear you right up. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. It'll clear you yeah. right up if you just have a shot of scotch. It's like, no, you're just an alcoholic, pal. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish used to have a word for whiskey, and I, I can't remember exactly the uh, the word, the translation. It's a Gaelic word, but uh, it translates to the water of life, and it's the word for whiskey, which I thought is <laughs> awesome. And I'm pretty sure I've heard, too, like whiskey, or they used to believe that whiskey makes you live to like 100 years old or something like that. If you drink a <laughs> shot of whiskey a day, you can live to 100 years old. Forget <laughs> who said that. Was it Nikola Tesla? It was someone like that. It was like a genius out there. Maybe it wasn't Tesla, but it was one of those fucking <laughs> geniuses that believed in that. Winston Once Churchill, we, a guy loved to drink as well, man. Look at all the fucking greats. True. They all love drinking. Once once we get big time, we can have a guy on standby. We can have an actual producer instead of me. I can just lay back and talk. We'll have yes. one guy just looking up all the stats. Yeah, fast. Typing in <laughs> that'd be, that'd be that clutch. That'd be clutch. Drink Are, of life, Irish. Who, who said uh, drink a glass of whiskey? Yeah, yeah, our Jamie, our Grinnell. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, I can't remember the, the name of that. Yeah, it'd be clutched to have someone be able to Google that. But uh, it's I know it's in an Irish Rover song right at the start. Yeah, hey, Jamie, like, what's that word? What's that word? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Did you fucking have it right there for you? Yeah. But uh, you guys want to jump into it here? I know uh, we don't want to burn too much time just shooting the shit. You want to dive into a uh, little hockey talk or what are we feeling? Yeah. Yeah, sure. All I'm All saying right. is that um rest in peace Rangers, man. Yeah. All yeah, I got to say season. on that note there, rest in peace Rangers is uh Vasilevsky's uh better than Shesterkin in my opinion there. Oh, fucking my uh, God, I God. mean, maybe it's not an opinion. I think it's kind of hey, proven at this point. You know what though actually? I I okay, wait, proven. I don't think any I don't think that series settled anything to be honest. Four in a row, baby. Oh, excuse me. Nick Paul does it all. Excuse um, if you look at their stats it was, uh, in it the was playoffs, damn similar, yeah. they have, I think Shesterkin had like a 929 save percentage finished the playoffs with. And then uh, right now at this point, Vasilevsky has a 928. So they're like right neck and neck still. Like, I mean, I mean Shesterkin the, won them the a couple w games. Col- in- w column? Stanley yeah, Cup, yeah. Uh, final column? Well, buddy, Tampa Bay Lightning, right? Like, fuck, come on. Well, here's here's oh, what I'll say. I looked up the stats. Trying to come at you, Stewie, with like, no, Vasilevsky's there's, better. Yeah, there's nothing Dude, you can say other than they won, right? But, it was Shesterkin. I think Shesterkin led in a total of, I, I don't have it in front. It was either 14 or 15, and Vasilevsky led in 12 or 13. Like, it was a two-goal difference. They are no, yeah. I think it goes back to what we were saying by, if you had an all-world team, Vasilevsky would be 1A, and Shesterkin would be 1B. And it's yeah. like, there's no, they're like, there's no, they're both number ones. Like there's no, there's no debating it. Like, I just think the only thing about Vasilevsky is that he's had a more impressive playoff run. Like he only allowed three goals in four games against Florida. And also like he, it, when it was time, they were down 2-0 and down 2-0 in game three. And from that point, Vasilevsky only allowed one goal a game. Like, it's just crazy. I understand Tampa yeah. shuts it down and plays a good thing. But Shesterkin could have done the same thing. Like, I don't think our argument's ever going to go to rest until yeah, both it's these not boys even are in the Hall of this. Fame. Yeah, yeah we're going like, to be fucking talking about this every fucking episode, I feel no. like. So let's just fucking <laughs> throw it in the past. We'll, we'll, come, we'll fucking circle back around next year. Episode 20, we will talk about it again. <laughs> episode 20 right. is going to be in the fucking summer, buddy. Or like off season, I think. <laughs> 
I think uh, it it'll is, be like an episode. It'll be like an episode fifty for that it'll one. It'll be it'll again. be worth it'll be worth yeah. bringing it up. Yeah, it'll be like late next season. Be like, yeah. all right, guys, here we go. We got a little <laughs> bit of a sample size. Anyways, yeah. yeah, the Rangers are fucking done. They're toast. Uh, little reverse sweep. A little Raptors on Bucks action. If you remember that series. Yep. Um. Yeah, it hurts because game three was so tight and it could have gone either way. Shesterkin had like fucking fifty shots or some shit in that game. Like, or or was that the yeah. next one? I don't even know. But yeah, that that sucked. But uh, hey, that's what everybody predicted, right? Fuck. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a it'll be a battle of the fucking big guys, I guess. What what's a, what's a good word? Battle of the Battle of the Beast. Giants. Goliath. Battle of the Beast. Versus Goliath, yeah. Wasn't David versus Goliath like a huge underdog? Like, yeah. Versus, it, I, I was saying that was like the. Sure. Yeah, yeah, David was know, like maybe. a like a human, like regular guy fighting. Yeah, like exactly. A, a beast race. That'd be like the fucking uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. No, I'm just kidding. It'd oh, be like the, the Montreal Canadiens going up against the Colorado Avalanche. But, uh, but uh, I, I just had to get the. Uh, Shesterkin Vasilevsky thing in there, but uh, mentioning this this uh, Stanley Cup final here, why don't we throw our predictions out? And uh, yeah, I don't know what do you guys think uh, between Avalanche and, and uh, Lightning. How do you see this one going? It's so tight because I I don't really want either team. Like you know, I'm not. I don't know. I like Colorado. They're funner to watch to me. More fun to watch if you want proper English um, than Tampa is in my opinion. Uh, but it's just like, it's almost impossible to go against Tampa once they're in the, like they're in the final. Right. And yep. Colorado isn't a team I necessarily cheer for. So I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to make a biased pick kind of like I did with the Rangers. Right. So I, I don't even know. Um, I'd say for a bet to place, I'd say it goes deep six or seven i'd say it goes at least six and that's probably like it's probably not good odds you're getting on there because it's probably a common bet but i think that's a safe one um because it could really go it could be anybody's cup yep. if, you, if you're looking at the how the books have it predicted the books have it that uh colorado is going to win in seven that's the i think you're yeah. getting at it like plus 200 or plus 250 but that's what they think is going to happen the most mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of people that have seen Colorado all season long, just like me, and they bought into this whole Colorado thing. I think Tampa, yeah, plus 155 they are to win the series right now, to win the cup, is Tampa. I don't know how you don't take that. They've won two in a row. They've shown that they're an absolute dynasty, maybe the best dynasty in the last 20 years in terms of NHL, like, especially in the post-cap sure. era. They're probably the best dynasty. That's been, Either that's them been around. or Chicago. Either them or Chicago, yep. I would think. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I did Chicago ever win two in a row, or did they win three and six? Not, I think they won three they and six. They didn't win two in a five, row, right? Yeah, I, I don't think they won two in a row, but they definitely won three within like a yep. you know within five it was either years five or, or six like years. Yeah. yeah, it was six yeah. max. It was they won three and six. so they're right up there. If if the fact that Tampa's won two in a row and made it to a Cup final third straight year, I'd say post cap era in my mind they're probably one of like I said, if not the best dynasty that there's yeah. been i at plus pittsburgh 155 won. i love pittsburgh it. won twice in a row back to back yeah I, pittsburgh did win back to back but and they even were pittsburgh in three in a row because didn't they lose to detroit and then win back to back i think they were in no. three in a row they lost they? to 
No, they lost to Detroit in um, 2008, and then they came back and won it in 09. And then but, there was like that gap when Chicago went crazy. And then right what about at the Matt end of Murray the, days, like didn't they win two in a row? And Matt that's Murray what I'm saying. Then that, right at yeah. the end of the Chicago shit, it was fucking Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh hopped Pittsburgh. in with like a with like a couple a couple fucking cups back to back. Okay, yeah. Right. So they're they're right up there with top dynasties. I think uh, if it was up to me, I. I do think the books have it right. I think it will be Colorado in six or seven. Um, really? If if but if I'm looking right now, so if you're looking at different odds to bet, a Con Smythe winner is always a good pick to take right at the start of the series. Andre Vasilevsky is sitting there at plus four hundred. If the mm-hmm. Lightning are going to win the Cup, you know it's going to be on the back of Vasilevsky, and he's going to win the Con Smythe. Plus yeah. four hundred are unreal odds. I'd almost rather take that bet than take the Lightning to win the Cup. Is he the favorite? Who's the constant no. favorite? So the the favorite the as it goes right now, he's the fourth favorite. As the, as it goes right now, Kale McCarr is at plus one sixty. Nathan McKinnon is at plus two thirty. Kucherov plus three sixty. Vasilevsky plus four hundred. The next closest guy, Steven Stamkos, plus sixteen hundred. Where's Hedman? Oh, what about Nick Paul, baby? Get that guy the fucking oh, God Smite. He- Hedman plus twenty two hundred. Gabe Landeskog plus twenty two hundred, Freddie Franchez, Pavel Francouz plus five thousand. <laughs> like there, yeah. What's Nick what Paul? Saying. Is Nick Paul even on there? Like fucking give that guy the fucking thing. You you were talking earlier the week out, about man. that. Come on, come no, on. No fucking Nick, Nick Paul does not be. What a joke. He's not. He's not listed on. He's not. Kale McCarr, dude. Kale McCarr is a fucking. How do you not stud. put him on there? That guy's a fucking clutch, man. Captain Clutch, right there. God damn. The fact that. The fact that Kale McCarr is is the favorite out of uh, like among those studs is insane. That guy Something is a fucking sad. player, dude. <laughs> He's on, and like wow. a heavy favorite too, plus one sixty. Yep. Wow. I saw a, qu- a question on Twitter that I found interesting. It was like, would you rather have McCarr right now or Eric Carlson in his prime? McCarr, dude. To be honest. Take take the fan side out of it there, Ty. Like like I think Kale McCarr is gonna be better in the league for longer than Carlson was. Like I think Kale McCarr is gonna well, be a stud for that, that's a what long I mean, time. right? So in a playoff run right now, or, or maybe not even playoffs, just one game right now where you could either take uh McCarr as he is this year or Eric Carlson in his prime. I would say that's a fucking flip of a coin decision for me because I think they're they're very uh they're being compared the same way. I remember when Carlson was on that run in 2017 with the Sens where where they went to the uh conference finals there. They were talking about Carlson like a top 3 or top 5 player in the league, and I heard yep. that exact same conversation about McCarr just the other day on TSN where they're saying McCarr might be the number 3 guy. They got McDavid, Matthews, McCarr. Back in the day it was McDavid, Crosby, and Carlson back in 2017 for the when they were talking this this similar conversation. And uh, obviously, there's other names you could throw in there and argue, but I'd say, you know, fucking McCarr's the uh, the real deal for sure because I'm a big Sens fan. I watch Carlson in his prime, and uh, I'm saying it's like he's just as good as Carlson was in his prime, pretty much. Maybe, yeah, not quite as good, but that's also a biased take. But uh, that is a biased take, but yeah. it, it is hard to say. It's not an easy one to say, just no. because um, I'd say that Colorado is far better. Like they have more production. Yeah. Uh, around McCarr Carlson than carried that Sands team got. that year. Yeah, and Remember? and and the scoring. There's more scoring. Like obviously, I'm pretty sure Kale McCarr for his career, like not just this year, for his career, it's over a point per game, which is yeah. nuts as a defense. I mean, prime and Carlson on that been. Colorado team might be fucking putting on more points and doing better than McCarr is. 
Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a different game. I think uh McCarr's better like, defensively, I think, though. Overall, I think he's better like at picking pucks off people and stuff. And Carlson was fucking unreal that year. Yeah, he a lot I think I'd Gontra. rather say McCarr, to be honest. I McCarr's think not say in McCarr, his but... prime either, right? Like we're we're comparing a twenty two year old to Eric Carlson in his prime at twenty six. Like McCarr's still got room to grow, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like, sure how old Carlson was in that run, but like I'd th- I'd say uh McCarr, yeah, he's he's still going to approach McCarr- his prime, but I think he's uh he's getting there right now. Like he's he he's probably he around a similar age that Carlson was when uh they did that up run. I think mm-hmm. Carlson might have been a few years older, actually. You're probably right. Like he was probably twenty six or something like that. Yeah. I think Carlson at the time was a guy that like there wasn't a too much def- sorry, I just hit my mic. There wasn't too much defensive scoring. As there, like compared to now, where like you got guys like Adam Fox, Roman Yossi, I'm pretty sure put like he put up over a point per game. Adam Fox is right around there. Victor Hedman even had a really good season, um, and then of course Kale McCarr. So there's like four guys yeah. bringing up a point per game on on the back end. Whereas before, even Hedman like, was lighting it up this year, man. How many goals? That's what I said, this yeah. Year? Points like he's fucking if, on fire. If if you had to start a team right now, you get one defenseman. And the options are Kale McCarr, Victor Hedman. Who are you taking? Kale McCarr, he's younger. It, I, think he, I think he's better right now. Really? Yeah, I mean, I I'd think, be on the yeah. fence, dude. I, I, I wouldn't. I like. I wouldn't have been able to answer that quick either. I would lean Hedman. Big body. He's still only in his. I want to say like twenty-seven, maybe. Um, I could see why you no, take Kale McCarr. I think so. I think he's still. He's he's not thirty yet. I don't believe. I'll look it up. He's, he's, he's got to be almost. Probably there. about thirty-two or something. I thought he was. He's thirty-one. He's, boys. Same he's age. thirty-one. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ! Come on, Kale McCarr. I changed my. I don't know why. I just thought Victor Hedman was a little bit younger. But you know what? That's a great question though, because Victor Hedman, in my mind, is the best defenseman in the league. But Kale McCarr's about the he. Hedman might may pass the torch in this series. Sorry, what was the question exactly? Was it like building the team around this player, or was it like if you had a game today and you needed to play one? Because it was a game today, I think I'd go Hedman. I'm taking my car on both. Taking my car on both. Building my team around it, I'd go Makar. I think my question was build the team around, but I guess either way is fine. If you had to play a game right now, or if you had to build a team, like I, I still think this. The answer, like I, I think Stewie's right. I think it'd still be the same. It would be Makar. But at the same point, like Victor Hedman, I think has carried the torch as the best defenseman in the league for the last maybe three years. I want to say, like I can't think yeah, of you a could guy flip that a I'd, coin with that one, and you'd, you'd be fine either way. If you yeah, flipped a coin and picked either one of those yeah. guys, you're set. Like you're fucking yep. competing with with either one of those guys on your team. McCarr sells um, tickets better than Hedman. That's all I say. If I'm building a team, he? I want to make money. Oh, buddy, come on! You, you see what this shit he does? If you put that guy in a big market, like a well, same with like Hedman, a Canadian though. market. Hedman's going to the Hall of Fame, dude. Hedman's, Hedman's oh, yeah, one. no, no, of course, of course. I'm not doubting Hedman, but if yep. he's not one, he's two, right? But I'm saying yeah, that, yep. uh, I'm saying that, uh, if you're like, I, I think just McCarr's a funner guy to watch. That's like, he like adds like heavily to when I said, um, Colorado to me is a funner team to watch than, uh, yep. than Tampa just because they got two guys like Kucherov's the most creative guy on Tampa. Like, he's the funnest guy to watch for me, at least on Tampa. But like, yeah, I mean, they've got nobody on that team that can do the same things at, at the same speed as both McCarr and McKinnon. I'd and honestly, everybody I'd, else I'd have to flip a coin. Dynamic. Like thinking about it now, if I had to come down to picking one of them, like I would have to flip a coin. Cause I would be thinking overthinking. Like yeah. I said, had pretty quickly, but yeah, it would, it would come down to a coin flip. Even talking but, about um, their rosters. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Ty, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Well, I was going to move on to the next thing. So you had another thought there. Oh, I was just going to say, even if you had to pick a roster, like you get Tampa's yeah. roster with Kucherov and Point and Hedman and Vasilevsky, or you get Colorado's roster with McKinnon and Landeskog and Makar and like everybody, yeah. everybody else. Whose roster are you taking? I feel like yeah, that's a yeah. coin flip too. Like I have no well, clue who I'd rather have. I'm taking. I'm going Colorado, and I'm and I'm I'm tra- I'm fucking acquiring a goalie somehow. Fair. Yeah, well, that that, that pretty much... Uh, John Gibson like, wants out, I heard. I'll go heard get John Gibson, put him on that team, and you were set. Six-something mil for the next five years, they'll find a way to make the cap work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find a way, dude. I put too much franchise mode to fuck that up. <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> yeah, well, like, to DK's question there, like, which roster would you rather have basically comes down to who are you taking in the Stanley Cup Finals. And DK, mm-hmm. did you say Colorado in seven? Was that your prediction there? No, I, I said... Tampa. I'm taking Tampa just because, like I said, the the biggest dynasty you get the plus money on a plus one fifty five to win the cup. Um, right. Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, yeah, he's the X factor there. Yeah, so I would t- I would take Tampa, but that's me just saying like that's. I don't know if that's more because I like the plus money on them or because I actually think they're gonna win. Like if I gun to my yeah. head, hey. someone said who's gonna win the cup? It's probably Colorado, but do I? I want to see Tampa win three in a row. I want to see Patty Maroon win four in a row. I want to see this fucking storyline yeah. play out. Yeah. You know what? I'd say I'd say a good bet would be Colorado game one, though, no matter which way it goes. Coming like off which the rest? It, yeah, and yep. and just like look like Tampa plays better when they're when they're like against the wall a little bit, you know what I'm yep. saying? Yep. What was so your picks? What do you, take, I, like, I can't can't remember what, what you said there. I make one I said uh, I said if I'm making a bet, I'm saying it goes it goes I don't know. I'm more confident in going seven than picking a team, to be honest. So but I'll say, I'll say, I say Colorado game one, but I might say Tampa the series. All right, all right. I don't, I don't know if you can parlay those. <laughs> well, but I might do it. <laughs> I got Tampa winning in six or seven, and uh, yep. yeah, Nick, it's the it's Vasilevsky well, that's the X factor. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, that's not the X for. Obviously, the X factor is fucking oh, Nick up. Paul because he yeah, does it all, and all there's right. no other reason why. <laughs> Enough with the fucking hockey. This guy just ruined it. Nick Paul, here we go. Oh, yeah, Nick <laughs> Paul does it all. Also, I I have fucking money on uh, Tampa winning the cup before the playoffs started. So let's fucking see that one cash. But uh, right. how about we shift I'm, I'm from? On the yeah, I'm on the Tampa. I've been on the Tampa train. But let's shift from uh, NHL Stanley Cup Finals to NBA Finals. And uh, right now we got the Golden State Warriors leading that series three games to two over the Boston Celtics. And I want to know if Indeed. you think the Celtics can push this one to game seven or is uh, Golden State taking the trophy home with their hey. uh, with this next game? What do you think? The one thing I want to say about this is that I think it was last episode I said it's really just Tatum versus Curry. If Golden State's going to beat the Celtics, Curry has to go off every night. He didn't go off last night. He went over over the nine. I'm pretty sure from the three point from beyond the arc, and they still won. So, hey, and it's Game Six coming up, and and the Golden State's won one game away. And you know what they say about Game Six, Clay, right? So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm like a big guy into like the oh, like I don't like think patterns mean all that much, but um. But if you're a believer in Game Six, Clay, put a little money down for Golden State to end it. I was gonna, I, and it's crazy because I said uh, I was the exact opposite of you, Stu. I said, you know what? If I like Boston's secondary scoring more than I like Golden State's secondary scoring, and then in a yeah. pivotal game, like you say, Curry didn't do much. 
And you know who went off? Andrew Wiggins, 26 points. Clay Thompson, 21 points. If I'm looking at Boston stats, uh, Jalen Brown, 18. Horford, 9. Williams, 10. Like, I was completely wrong. Like, it's just, I, I don't think, I think Golden State's very similar to Tampa. They have a lead in the series. They know how to close it out. They know how to win. I do think that they're going to end up taking it here in Game 6. Big part of it, completely agree with you, Game 6, Clay. He's going to go out. He's going to go out there, put up 30, hit five fucking threes, do his thing, and they're going to win yeah. it in Boston, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, Boston, it's not like good for Boston, especially like they had a bad fourth quarter specifically the other day and a bad first quarter, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I mean, like if you're if you're going in, you can't you can't start games well and you can't finish games well um, and you're going into game six against a team where Curry's going to be coming off a bad game. You think he's doing that twice in a row? And Clay has this reputation in uh, game six as, uh, and, you're, and you're a team that's having troubles opening games and closing them out. Um, yeah, in trouble a little bit. I feel bad for Celtics fans because uh, I, I like the people of Boston. I hate the Bruins, but I like the people of Boston. I think oh, yeah. they're cool people. You, they got a little to family pa- atmosphere, so yep. it would be. You love to see passionate fan bases, right? And yeah, exactly. And 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 um, Golden State. I don't. Th- I think like most of their fans are like brand new. You see the guy got the tattoo, uh, the tattoo on his shoulder. It says Celtics Champions 2022. He got that like that the start of the, the year. Season started. Yeah. 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 Oh my god! What an animal! I'm going Celtics well, in hey. seven. Hey. I don't hate Tatum's it. Tatum's gonna pop off. They're right. getting the dog. There's a there's a stat about home, Tatum though. that says uh, Golden State in this series alone has held him to 11 points total in the fourth quarter. Yeah, That's the guy that Boston needs the most, and they're shutting him down in the biggest moments. Right? That's tough. That's really tough. Yeah. He still had 27 points there last night. Yeah, and he's just not. And they, he's just not you know, producing in the fourth quarter, Golden State's got a thing to shut him down. Steve Kerr's a legend of a coach. I don't know, man. It's tough. It's going to be tough to beat this Golden State Warriors team. Not even just this year, for years to come. Like, Wiggins isn't an old dude. Curry's still got some game left. Clay's still got some game left. This Jordan Poole, pretty good fucking player. They got a lot of guys, man, that are actually, that are good. Yeah, and they're young, too. Like, because they took two years off where they had top 10 picks and they picked well, got good players. And it's just scary this golden state warriors team might win the next three yeah, of the next four two of the next long three as Curry's you know I mean? there as long as curry's yep. there i think you know they're going to be a solid team and then as soon as they're not a solid team or it starts falling apart around him he's probably just going to ask for a trade and go somewhere else to compete for yeah, curry's the man, like, dude. like uh lebron's done you know i think i this is like this is you're gonna call like this like a horrible take. Like if anyone hears this, if we if clip we make it. this a clip, yeah, clip. If we make this a clip. I might get roasted, but I'd say Punch Curry. Now. Yep. I'd say Curry for the last ten years, not t- not ten, but since 2015, since the since the Golden State Warriors started to run, Curry has been the most valuable player to have on a team, more so even than LeBron, and them, and Giannis and Durant. I'd say Curry is the most valuable player to have on your team just for his skill set allows for so much else to go on. We're uh, talking one hit offense. wonders though. Kawhi Leonard fucking in Toronto there. 
best fucking player to have on your team was that year, like individual player. If that's yeah, what yeah. Saying. But I'm saying over the last ten years, like the things that yeah, Curry years, is able yeah, to yeah, do, yeah, like like he's able to suck people, like two d- dudes, um, like almost a half court sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god, yeah. Pause. Did I just say suck two dudes? <laughs> when you say wait, you, what? you even paused yourself. You're like he even sucks two dudes. I saw you go. I saw you. Go, I, saw, I, I saw, saw you DK go. laughing, and I was like, you I saw DK look up at the sky, and I was like, uh oh. I was like, oh. hey, who knows what he's into, right? But I'm just saying, fucking. Sometimes he's holding the ball. Or, or, and the way he moves off screens, like it just causes so much chaos for the for the defense, and it just opens up so many opportunities for the other guys on the floor. And and that's only because of his shooting ability. Um, he, he's he's one of the best ball handlers, and he's one of the smartest players in the league. And, and obviously, sucking dudes to fucking half and fucking ball handling out there, dude. Steph Curry yeah. is the greatest player in ten years. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, Curry only sucks and, dudes. And half, clip right there. Over. We're gonna punch that clip out and then uh, throw that one on the social media pages there. Stewie J's I'll, I'll double down on that with you, Stewie. I think if you're having a, basketball, the NBA community is huge in having the greatest of all time conversations. Like they are always, oh, who's better, Kobe, no, LeBron, okay. LeBron, MJ. If I'm talking Larry the greatest Bird. of all time, I'm talking Steph Curry in that conversation. He changed yeah. the game. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm not. That's. I think there's like a there's like a, a bit of like a. a like there's different nuances in those arguments. I'm not saying Curry it has been the best player. Um, like you can make that argument. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I don't have like a go pick. I'm very undecided, guys. I just like to watch it happen. But what I will like, all I'm saying is that he's the most valuable guy to have on your team. Does that make him the best player? I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, if you have him on your team, you know you can get thirty from him any given night. Um, thirty plus even. And then the things he allows the rest, the other four guys on the floor to do on offense is just no one, like no one else has that freedom in yep. the league, right? Um, but like, are you going to say he's like a better player than LeBron? Like, I don't know. I don't think, he, like, maybe you can make that argument, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if I was going to totally build a team, styles, right? Like, completely if I wanted styles. a team, if I want to win it, if I can make a fantasy draft and I want to win one championship next year, um, first pick, I got Curry. first pick. I'm per, I'm pick. Uh, yeah, realistically, I'm picking Curry. I'd probably do well, that too. And even if you just want to talk about it from a position standpoint, because like Ty says, I completely agree with you, Ty. It's two different games: the game that LeBron plays and the game that Curry plays. But if you're making a team, two different positions too. Yep, exactly. Like, it's a completely different game, completely different size, complete. Just it, it's a different animal, right? But if you're well, unless like, you want to call Braun a point guard too, but I'm saying like just completely no, different. I consider him a small forward, but at the same point, like same. if you're making a team tomorrow and you said you get pick of the lot for point guards in the league, you're taking Steph. And if you don't, I think you're done. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yep. you have to. Hundred yep. percent. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. Like he's, he's, he's the guy, man. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, there's like a video I saw one time a few years ago. There's a good channel. I'm going to have to link it to you boys, but like, uh, well, I mean, I don't know how much fucking you guys would care, but fucking it, he, he like looks at the analytics. Like, I don't know if you're analytics guys, but, uh, there was like, he did this video a few years ago and it was like ranking like the top 10 most valuable players or something. And I think it was a year where, it might have been the year Giannis first won the MVP, but like even he was like number three or four, like based on 
like this one stat that combines a bunch of other stats and then you and then he had a good explanation about like why and it made a lot of sense to me and and then ever since then I just looked at it and I've been like you know what I think if I had to build a team to win a championship this season I had a pick of the lot I'm taking Curry first overall yeah, yeah. Agree. When it comes to like the best players of our generation, it's really uh, LeBron or or Curry, right? And then when yeah. you start talking greatest of all time, it, those or Durant, you know, Curry's or names up. Yeah, yeah, you could make that argument too. But uh, any of those names, they're greatest of all time. Like uh, all of them in the hall, like Hall of Famers. You know, they're all fucking the best of the best. Like it's once you get to that level, it's hard to to compare who's better than the other. It's like saying who's the best guitar player. And I always when it comes to that argument, you know, it depends what language you speak. You might think Jimi Hendrix, uh, you know, translates to your language better than Jimmy Page does or something like it. It depends on what you prefer to watch when it comes hey. to sports too. Like it, it, it uh, if you want your kid skills. to be a good, if you want your kid to be a good guitarist, name him Jimmy and you have better odds, <laughs> right? Facts, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Page, Jimmy Hendrix, some of the best of the best. There's probably a whole bunch of other Jimmys too. I'd have to pull up a list. I bet you could find a fucking long ass list yeah. of them. But uh, yeah, I think it, it's a preference thing when it comes down to the like those those conversations of who's the best of the best. There's no right answer, really. And that even going back to the Vasilevsky Shesterkin, uh, Shesterkin continues to perform the way he is. If Vasilevsky does, it'll be the same thing with those guys. Like it's it's a preference thing. They're both the best of the best. Like you can't fucking compare them when they're both that goddamn good. You know what I'm saying? But. 100%. Um, Anything else you guys want to talk about on uh, when it comes to basketball? You guys want to move on to some fights? No, no. Uh, but one, I just have one thing. You mentioned best of the best, and I thought about uh, best of the best in hockey. Like, could you compare McDavid to another person? Like, would you unanimously say he's the best player in the league? And I think that's a yes. But that reminded me, thinking of McDavid, reminded me something I told you boys I wanted to bring up. Did you see that video going around on hockey uh-huh. Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking right, I did. I loved it. <laughs> I don't know. He's gassed up. Dylan loves it for some reason. He's a big. Uh, I don't know, big, like uh, the whole context <laughs> behind that video <laughs> and everything, though. Not, like, not big on loyalty, eh? This <laughs> guy's. He's a big cheater, you know. A guy just loves fucking. <laughs> <laughs> guy loves fucking cheating. Guy loves fucking uh, adultery. Is that what it's called? What's yeah. adultery? <laughs> okay. Maybe I make sure I was using that word right. I love to see people out there living their best life. And if your yeah. best life means you go to Toronto, you get fucked up, and then was you it fuck Toronto? Something. Were they in Toronto? Yeah, he was in Toronto. Yeah. Is what they said. Okay. And you get fucked. Everyone's up and you gonna just recognize this guy. Yeah, that's what like, I'm you saying. can't get away with that shit thinking. in Canada, dude. You're a yeah. goddamn like you see. He was walking like, with Darnell Nurse, five dollar bill. This guy. And uh, who was the other guy? He's with um, Cassian. Cassian. Yeah, Cassian like three chicks with him. Boys, go is to Arizona. Go to Arizona where it's sunny and yeah, nobody honestly. gives a fuck about hockey. Like, I if mean, you're going to cheat on your girl, like, like I don't get it. He's a superstar. What does he think's going to happen? And yeah. that clip, he is so fucked up, too. He's looking, he's swaying, the yeah, girl's pulling him along. Like, he could play oh, He could play victim and be like, I didn't do anything. He I saw the camera, too, eh? Oh, yeah, he, he was like, like oh, he saw fuck. a ghost. Yeah, but he's like, yeah. hey, Connor. And then he turns and he, you can just see, like... <laughs> If for, yeah. You could do a freeze frame and be like, this is the moment Connor knew he fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he gets back in the car or whatever the fuck. Like, I love yeah, it. It was, uh, he knew he was he was caught when that happened. But I, I didn't hear the context. Like, what was going on? Like, if Well, he's got a long-term relationship, right? 
Oh, yeah, buddy, yeah. come on. He so, was walking so with his hands. They walked with the hands held, dude. I don't know their it fucking was, relationship uh, agreements and that shit, right? I was fucking, you know, thinking earlier, like, when it comes to that level of fame and shit, or any relationship, really, like, it's almost... In this day and age, it'd be a good thing to like sign a contract of what you're okay with and what you're not okay with right off the bat. Because, because really, fucking, you're a celebrity like that. You're going to be in situations where girls are throwing themselves at you and you're going to get hammered at the bar. You're going to party. You have millions of dollars. So if you have a significant other that you love, you got to know what, what they're okay with and what they're not okay with. And if it's the case where Connor was doing something she's not okay with, then fuck Connor McDavid. He's a fucking asshole. If he was doing something, you know, they, they do all the time and you just happen to get caught for it, then uh, it is what it is. And uh, who are we to judge how he lives his life? I think it comes down to between those two. And it's really fucking no one else's business. We got to stop sticking our noses in that shit because who knows? Maybe his wife's fine with it. Maybe his wife's pissed. Doesn't fucking matter to me. Guy's a, a tremendous hockey player. I mean, That's dude, all I care about. Yeah. It wasn't private, though. They are in public. I don't like I have no... I mean, like, I don't think it's like a bad thing. Like, I'm not a guy sticking up for Connor McDavid right now, being like, "Oh, you, this is his own private life. It's none of our business." No. type shit. Like, buddy, no. you're walking out in the streets. I mean, you know I mean, what they're okay, what what's okay between their relationship and what's not okay in their relationship yeah, so, is none of our so, business. That's of course, yes, but but Dylan said, um, Dylan said that. You think? Do, do you actually think they have? They might have like an agreement. Like so, I think it's definitely possible, but I, I would say it's. I wouldn't say it's likely. Look at Sean like, O'Malley in the UFC, dude. Him and yes. his wife have what they call an open relationship, and O'Malley's like banging yeah, chicks fuck, dude, every other night. Like Eighteen colors of hair, bro. Like I, yeah, they're like different. The, that's like yeah. My thing is, <laughs> well, it's, they're both superstars. This. They're both rock stars. They're both fucking. Are they that different? This is what I've always heard. Okay, so I forget who it was, but you'll have to look it up. A legitimate rock star said this in an interview where he said probably like Mick Jagger or something (laughs) when I'm at home I am super dad I am the best husband in the world I'm the best father in the world and when I'm on the road and he gave a smile and a wink and he said I'm on the road baby and that's what it Uh, was and it's like when you're a superstar I just feel like (sighs) if my (laughs) if I was dating a supermodel okay and I didn't have to work and I lived in a multi-million dollar mansion. And she came home one day and said, I fucked such and such model that I just lived with. I'd probably be like, do I get to keep the lifestyle? If she said, yes, I still want to be with you. Yes, it'd be like, sure, really? that's fine. I, because you know what? For one, you get one in your back pocket. Where you're like, you know what? I guess I could do the same thing. For two, you, I, I just feel like it's a different lifestyle. Once you start talking about multi 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 million dollar lifestyles people are different man people are different yeah i don't yeah. know if and like i said i'm the same as used to i don't i don't really care either way i'm not gonna sit here and be like Connor mcdavid's a scumbag for cheating on his girl if that's what happened because guess what austin matthews like broke into a car mooned a cop a woman cop or whatever and people are like oh that's sexual harassment who gives a fuck he mooned somebody like he was 12 and guess Under that blew on, over right that blew over this will blow over too. Like nobody will talk about it, especially if McDavid's we- wedding pictures come out next year. Nobody will talk about it. Like they're millionaires, dude. They're millionaires. Yeah, they live a different lifestyle. So here's the thing. You, I don't think it doesn't matter who I'm dating or who they're cheating on me with. I think if I'm getting cheated on, there's like no, 
there's no chance like I'm staying. No matter yeah. the lifestyle I've been given, to be honest, like unless, unless well, that's I don't what know, it, dude. And I think, it, I th- sorry, Ty, fucking yeah. Well, that's just like where it comes down to, like what what is their relationship been like in the past? Like this incident puts it in the spotlight because they got you know caught on camera well, doing she, it. But maybe maybe it's been Instagram, doing this for dude. time. She's got pictures with them, like fucking, like like last week. You know what I'm saying? So they're all well, yeah, still I just, together. I just mean like well, they live you together, know, yeah. May- Maybe yeah. he's done this a bunch of times in the past, just never got caught on camera. And yep. uh, she's totally aware that he hey. does that and it's not a big deal. Or maybe she's fucking pissed and they're going to fucking break up and shit. And really, it's a, it's whatever the kind of agreement they made between each other. You know, Maybe only cheated on him while he's on the road this season and he's getting back knows. at her. Right? We don't know. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, I, this stuff yeah. just blows over and it works itself out. And it's stuff that, like, media is like, you seen Connor McDavid with some random broad that wasn't his girlfriend, but it's like fucking Connor Kardashian out here. <laughs> this guy's twenty five years old. Like he's just living his, and he never fucking goes out. Like you think this guy's partying during the regular season? I don't think McDavid is. Like no. I, the way I he know. looked, like he was buckled, dude. Buckled. Yeah, yeah. He, he probably had like his first drinks he's had in a while there, or something. <laughs> or like first time he went hard in a while because he was like he didn't even know where he was, he's looking around or wobbling down the street, like he doesn't know where the fuck he is, you know. Probably didn't I would too. Never they travel so much. Differently. Yep. I would yeah. never think of him differently. Like if he goes out and puts out a highlight reel Hattie in the first season, I'd be like, yeah, but he cheated on his girl. Like that's not, that's not who I am, <laughs> I guess. But like, <laughs> stay here. I, 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 this is, this is how I look at it. All right. Fucking no matter, no matter what, like I, I, I still understand, like I'm never going to be biased against McDavid because of it, but I am disappointed like if they have an agreement whatever but i am disappointed because i respect dudes like really good looking dudes or which dudes that have like a shit ton of yeah which he's not but then also dudes that are like superstars that make a shit ton of money that are able to stay committed to a single girl that that like as like it sounds weird just like praising like people that have good looks and stuff but it's like like i'd ima- i'd have to imagine like it's not easy if like you're just getting people like thrown at you you know what yep. i'm saying especially when you're intoxicated all the time or whatever like you got to have respect for guys that are able to fucking that's like um, together and, and stay like dedicated fucking- right so that's the only reason why i'm saying like like regardless like i'm like ah it's like tough to see like a guy like that but i heard i don't know I uh, never mind. I'm not gonna fucking. fucking That's like John Paul Jones. This, but in I that. heard he's not like the best dude in the world. But you know no, he's. Saying, a, like, I've heard. He, I've <laughs> always heard he was a little bitch. Kind of like anybody that's ever played with him or against him in the OHL says he's kind of a scumbag. Yeah, that's what I heard too. But I we're not. I don't want to spread rumors or anything. But like people might just be jealous at the end of the day. I've never met True. the guy, but like True. you know what I'm saying. But so I, who knows? But fucking. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is a. Uh, I'm not a McDavid fan, so I'm not saying I'm like disappointed to see it, but I'm just like, uh, fucking guy. We were at a concert up in Halliburton a couple of years ago, and it was Loud Luxury, which is like a couple DJs that are fucking, they're big now, they're from Canada anyways, they were playing, and Connor McDavid was literally like, we were in the VIP section, which was just the top section, and Connor McDavid was just down the way from us, and... Don't clip this. This ain't a clip. This is just for people who listen to the pod this far that get this little nugget. This guy had bitches on bitches around him and his crew. Like, there's no way around it. And there was not, there was zero chances that one of those people was his girl. Like, there was zero chance. um, 
I saw Mitch Marner at a club and when I was yep. at Fanshawe going to school there, same shit, man. Just a table, like fucking crowded and crowded with people all around. And then, oh my God, these girls are weirdos, man. That's Mitch Marner over there. <laughs> I'm just like, no kidding. way. And like fucking, you see him there. It's like fucking seeing someone like that in the flesh is something else. Hey, eh? it's like, it's weird. You used to see him on TV and then you see him in person. It's like, it oh, well, fuck, they look kind of different in person. They're like, you know, you just don't e- expect them to look the way they do. And, and when they're hammered yeah. or like fucking just in a, in a live setting, it's just different. Mitch Varner is like five fucking eight. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, yeah, he's listed, what, like five ten or five yeah, eleven, but like, boy. I get it, dude. Like, if I saw him, like, I. He just yeah, finished playing with the London the Knights, OHL, too. Right? Yeah, he was just finishing yeah. up playing in. Uh, so I don't know if I'd want to see Mitch Varner because I think of him like, oh, it's uh, my Leafs guy. Like, he's such like a big presence. <laughs> I don't want to see him because I know I'd be like, this guy's tiny. Like, I yeah, and see. same with Matthews. Amy <laughs> Matthews starts Not pulling tiny, his pants down and bending over in front of you there and his fucking. Oh, Matthew's a fucking big dude, though. I was going to say. Dude, have you seen his Instagram? He's got a belly on him, too. Like, he's kind of a thick boy. He reminds. He's got a Phil Kessel vibe to him where by the end of his career, this guy's going to be balding and fat. Like yeah. he's, he's gonna be a fat athlete, but he's still gonna be hair. ripping forty. <laughs> did you long hear? Did hair you on hear the sides, him? but bald on top. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, the mustache. The co- I could picture coach it, like lines hair. <laughs> total seventies like fucking look, eh? Did Hell you yeah. hear, could hear John Michael Lyles talking about Phil Kessel oh my, uh, on the list? I'll fucking quit. <laughs> I can quit right now. He didn't want Randy Carlisle. Didn't want. Uh, like cokes or anything like he hired like a new like fucking like uh conditioner guy yeah he <laughs> oh yeah like no coke to the dressing room like, I was, <laughs> because he didn't drink water he hockey. said he didn't drink water he's he like he's oh like i'll fucking God. quit he's like phil you make you make you like fucking six million dollars million dollar deal <laughs> yeah. he's like, i don't yeah, he's like, shit don't fuck this shit i'll quit and you know his voice his voice is fucking hilarious too right <laughs> or the you- one where he's like he's like yo Somebody go tell Phil he has to weigh in. All the players have to weigh in or whatever in, in training camp. And then fucking, he's like, uh, tell Randy if he wants to fucking. Bring the scale to me or something. Yeah, yeah was, was it John? Did he say. Time. Yeah, he's like, Ty, you need to see this clip, man. He goes, he goes, oh, wait to weigh in. Tell Randy I'm not going to weigh in. Fuck that guy. And he goes and tells him and Randy, Randy or the guy goes to randy was it john michael lyles that he said mm-hmm. went to randy mm-hmm. he goes to randy he's like yo phil doesn't want to weigh in phil says he's not weighing in and he goes tell that fucking kid if he went, he's got a fucking way in comes back yo phil randy says you have to do it man he's like <laughs> phil looks out down goes <laughs> peaches head out the door yells down the hall tell that fat fuck randy if he wants me to weigh in he can come weigh me in himself <laughs> <laughs> This is why nice. Phil Kessel is one of my favorite people. If you go on YouTube and just type in <laughs> Phil Kessel stories, it's the best thing of all time. There's yeah. another one where he's like, it was the day, it's the day before the USA played for the gold medal in the Olympics, and they went to this restaurant, and Phil Kessel got a double cheese nachos right before the game or something, and then was in the dressing room going on, and Ryan Whitney was like, how you feeling, Phil? And he's like, I feel like fucking shit, Ryan. I don't know why. And he's going on and on. They're like, maybe it's the double nachos and cheese you just had, Phil. Like, Jesus Christ, you got to play the gold medal game here. It's, like, and it's just like Phil Kessel is the biggest beauty of all time. Like, the biggest beauty. Well, there's, that, um, there's that clip, too, with when Pierre Maguire asks him, like, how's your breathing been doing? Or how's your breath, man? How's and then he's breath? like, yeah, it's pretty bad not good eh yeah fucking classic guys talking about like his fucking conditioning but he's like oh, my fucking breath smells bad eh? i love classic. phil kessel he was he was one of my favorites of all time yeah yeah greatest leaf of all time next to spatza 100 percent. 
<laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'm just messing with you I guys. Had a buddy. I had to take a shot of Leaf in. Buddy, speaking of Spezza. one of those each pod. I had a buddy yeah. that is a, he's a Leafs fan as well, but he's been a hockey fan for a long time. He texted me after listening to the pod and said, I don't understand how a Sens fan could sit there and say that Spezza does not deserve to go get his number retired. Yeah. That's what I don't think I ever I, said he didn't. I, I listened to it back. Yeah, you said he doesn't reserve to, or deserve to get his number retired. He's going to get on the Ring of Honor in the podcast. And it was oh, like, okay. but yeah. just before that, you were like, he played 686 Chris games. Right, talking about Chris Deal the episode before. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Chris Deal's got to get up in there the next episode. He's like, ah, well, I don't know, but maybe Spezza. <laughs> my buddy was like, my buddy literally just sent me a text and said, that guy's got to explain himself. Because if I was, this, if that was, if that was uh, Matt Sundin, like, it's the equivalent of like Matt Sundin for the Leafs. He played Almost, like the same yeah. amount of games. No, that'd be that'd be Alfie. That'd be like Alfie. Eh, Alfie. Yeah. Well, That's even fair. Alfie played his other in this last season, like Sandin went to Vancouver. Like yep. Alfie did the same thing with Detroit and played there. But pretty yep. much his entire career in Ottawa. That was the only thing like holding me back on Spezza is that he played for Dallas and he played for the Leafs. But you're right, that like he scored uh whatever however many points, like more than a point per game in Ottawa. For and, almost uh, seven hundred games. I, I, yeah, I totally think, uh, you know, he's one of the names you could definitely throw up there. I think Chris Neal's a name to throw up there, too. But um, we were talking a few episodes, too, about retiring numbers and how, like, uh, you know, you have to be a certain type of impact with the, the franchise in order to get your name retired up there. And uh, you guys made the suggestion, I think, like, put Chris Neal in the ring of honor type thing. So I was kind of thinking, you know, same thing with Spezza type deal. But either way, I think. I'm okay with it either way. So you think but, um, you think you don't think Spezza deserves to have his number retired by the Sens more than Chris Neal does? That's what I'm saying. You're like, you're putting Spezza and Neal on the same platform as what I don't it, like. One because, guy scored a point a game for 700 games, yeah. and one guy was a goon. But I and and I don't think it's obviously not Spezza's fault that he wasn't there his whole no, career. No. So I would say they're both both as deserving. And it's a it's a matter really? of like, would you rather uh, retire their numbers and no one else can wear them, put them up in the in the rafters, or put them in the Ring of Honor? I think uh, Ottawa has the space to put the numbers up there. I'd be fine with that, and also yeah. I'd be you know yeah. not pissed if they didn't do that. So That's I, I'm fair not for a saying you know fan, he has yeah. to no. get his name because sent dude. I yeah. guess yeah, sense well, fans well, to love your Chris Neal, right? Point Neal like, was like a, yeah, a guy. to explain myself, like I would say. They're, they're both just as deserving, and uh, I'd be happy to see them go up there. And also, I wouldn't be absolutely pissed if they didn't go up there. Like, I'm cool yep. with it either way, but they both need to get in the ring of honor, 100%. That's all yep. I'm saying. 100 yeah. yeah. It was more of a question for me up my end, right? I'm not a Sens fan. I didn't get to watch Spets in his prime and this and that. But, like, I, if it oh, was, I did. I, I, it was just one of those things where I always thought, guy plays 700 games, basically. I think it was 686. He's your best player was your best player, right. was a captain at one point, um, has the history that he does in the league, I would think that his number gets retired. But at the same point, like if you've watched him this whole time, and you, like like you said, you're cool with either one. Like If his number gets retired, you're not surprised if he goes yeah. in the ring of honor. He at least needs the ring of honor, I think is what you said. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, He'll definitely. Get He'll get he, his he number. He deserves some recognition for sure. Yep. Yeah, and I think his, his number, it probably will go up too. And I think uh, he's, he's totally deserving of that. It's yep. just a matter of, uh, you know, what you believe someone needs to do to get their jersey retired kind of thing. Yep. I think both of them, Neil and Spatsa, should be up there in Ottawa because there's, in my lifetime, I've watched them my whole life. They've only been around for, I don't know, around 30 years or something like that. They started in like the 90s. And uh, there's not been more impactful players. So fuck, why not throw them up there, you know? 
But yep. uh, anyways, uh, do you guys want to move on to UFC there? I mentioned it quite a bit back there, but uh, we got to recap this U- UFC 275. So how about we get to that? And uh, holy shit, there were some epic knockouts on that card. And uh, even uh, we saw one of those belt switch hands when Prohotska there defeated T- Tashira with only uh, seconds remaining in the fifth round to claim the light heavyweight title. And I don't know about you guys, but honestly, I thought uh, if Prohotska didn't tap Tashira there with just a few seconds remaining, there was about, I think there was about 30 seconds or so in the fifth round there. I think the judges probably would have given the win to Tashira there. So that was uh, quite the fight. Absolutely electric. What did you guys think of that fight? I did not see it. I was in, at that point, I was probably fucking in a fucking barn with a shitty country cover band playing fucking <laughs> full blast in my ears, fucking <laughs> like 13 beers deep. So I didn't see it, Ty. But um, I know, I know like that, that's, you were on Prohaska, right? Yeah, I was on Prohaska. He got the win. And uh, he almost did. He's though. an animal, like, right? Thirty seconds I've seen, left. I've seen all those videos. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna watch this. Sh- I should have watched it before the pod. I'm a dummy, but fucking, uh, yeah, that guy's. I think like he was losing that fight, animal. though. Honestly, if it went to the judges, I think Tashira would have got the win because he was. Isn't uh, his only like third fight or something? Third fight in the UFC. Uh, yeah, Prohaska. Yeah, in the yeah, UFC. Yeah. Wow, that's right on. Um, okay, uh, I watched it just before the pod here. I completely agree. I thought Glover was winning that fight. Um, it bring, like it's nice to see Prohaska win. I think Prohaska is the better fighter and the more polarizing fighter. Like people would rather watch Prohaska fight than Teixeira. Yeah. Um, just in the my future opinion. too. Ex- exactly. Future. Here's a question though, and Prohaska did it. If it goes to decision in a championship fight, don't you think the challenger is the one that has to win like decisively for them to change the belt? Like I think yeah. if you're the challenge. I think the champion just kind of has to stay status quo do whatever they need to do, and the challenger's the one that's really got to bring it. No, because that's what that's what happened in that Thug Rose fight, dude, and she didn't do shit, and that's, I, I said the complete opposite. I said, if you're the champion, uh, like, you got to show me something. Like, you're the, you got to be the championship. You okay. can't just fucking sit back and fucking, and, and, and try and, like, just wait it, like, wait out a fucking another title. Or You got to show why. I think if it came down to, like, a, if it came down to, like, a draw. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I think if it came down to a draw, you would keep it with the current owner of the belt. That's the how did I it go to, it, it didn't go to decision, though, did it? No, it was a the submission no, from Prohaska. Yeah. yeah, there's like 30 seconds left in the fight or something. Right. But honestly, we yep. went to decision. I think Tashira would have got that Me win, too. man. Like he was, he was winning on the ground. He was almost even doing better like when they were striking and stuff. Like It was, it was a pretty close fight either way. It would have been razor thin, but I think Tashira, would, they would have given it to him. Three, Ty, two, you, right? Yeah. Is what I would when give you, that to share around stuff. When you were watching that Thug Rose fight a couple, like a month or so ago, do you think, were you more pissed off at her or, or, or the other woman? I forget her name. I forget. Well, I had fucking money on Rose and she screwed my part. Well, even so without the money, like, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you be like, it's like, dude, you're the champion. Like, you're yeah, just, yeah, totally, totally. You were an exciting fighter. And that, in that more, case, like, you're but the maybe, champion. Yeah, maybe it's different nothing, just because like, it was a boring fight. Like, maybe if it was an yeah. entertaining fight and it was neck and neck, maybe, yeah, you give the. Yeah champion uh benefit of the doubt but like that's what i would say when you're saying like sit back like the champion deserves to sit back a little bit i like i can disagree more what's the saying that yeah. you got to be the best you got to beat the best right you got to beat yeah. the best in this ufc you got to beat the best and i feel like you got to beat the best convincingly 
if you're the challenger. Yeah. That's how I see it. I'm not saying by any means you're wrong, Stewie. I, that's why I just posed that question of being yeah. like, I I think the challenger has to come out there, not get a finish, but decisively, decisively win. Because the champion yeah. has that thing in in the cards where they are the champ. And they've, they, you know, people have past performances in their brain, whether they want to, com- like, you know, say they do or not, right? Like, Rose knocked people out for the champion championship. She probably, like, it's in the judge's mind that she is the champ. If it goes to a close decision, like Ty saying, I think they'd lean the championship's way. Ty goes to the runner they kind didn't. of thing. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't I agree. But th- that's how I see it. I always think the contender has to show up and has to, to show out, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, the way they just say, I guess the way it's worded, it's like you gotta defend the belt. Yep. Makes me think that you gotta like you gotta do you gotta show up. You know what I mean? That's what, and, yeah, I think and that Saw Rose fight was a bit of an exception just because how fucking boring it was. Like there was like yeah, a maybe. takedown that made the difference. Maybe like there was nothing to judge it on. Dude, so, she uh, she heard the case, fucking yeah. she heard the the ten second warning in the last round. So and then went for a takedown and thought that was enough to win it. Like it yeah. felt like that was the game plan. Disappointing. Very disappointing. Yeah, it sucked. Anyways, that was old news. Fucking. I want to go. Yeah, I want to go back to the uh, Prohatska fight, though. I don't know. It's, uh, DK, did you watch the full fight or you see the highlights there? It was just the if... highlights. It was round by okay. round, so I felt like I saw the best parts of each round. You, you might have seen this part. Then I think it's a the fucking highlight of the fight. Like besides the uh, the the finish there, the submission. But uh, I don't know if you saw in the highlights. Prohatska was like in an arm triangle. Like Tashira was choking him out. I thought it was over. And I swear to God, this Prohatska guy, man, he channeled the fucking samurai gods and levitated out of that shit. Like, I saw him in this arm triangle, and I thought he was done. Like, I was like, that's it. I'm watching my buddy Lucas on Discord. I'm like, yeah, he's done. That's it. Like, and I'm just watching the guy squeeze him, choking him. I'm like, yeah, he's done. Like, it's over. Uh-huh. And then the guy just fucking, like, levitated, like, spun out and got uh-huh. out. And I'm like, what just happened? That did not just happen. You watch the replay. It looks like I don't understand it till right now like anyone that watched that fight probably knows what i'm talking about and i just had to bring it up because i think he has some fucking samurai powers he was channeling there the and, russian and he gas. talks about that well what's kicked that in so the russian gas kicked in <laughs> there is he russian or is he Czech? no he's Czech. He's ah, Czech. yeah yeah but I, I don't know what the fuck that was he yeah, thinks he's like a samurai right there. he studies the samurai ways he's got like the fucking antenna on his head he says it says he channels the fucking samurai gods or whatever the fuck he says that is but uh yeah watch it back if, if you didn't see that part and tell me you didn't fucking use some magical powers to get out of that shit but uh <laughs> let's move on to the other fight that was right before that and uh the co-main there shevchenko versus santos and uh, i think they need to run that one back because that was probably the toughest fight at flyweight that shevchenko's seen really and i can't think of any other options for opponents that actually would really have much of a chance at beating the bullet so what do you guys think about uh, how that fight went, and do you see them running it back? I like I said, I didn't see any of the fights, but I know Shevchenko is just like she, she's a clinician, was, if you will. That like, was the closest fight night. she's been in though at flyweight. Was like it? she almost yeah. uh, went to decision. I gotta I watch it back then, but but yeah. she she she's like textbook like fucking. Like, I don't know. I think she's the best. I think she almost got choked out. Yeah, I think so too. Because I can't think of any other names no, in that division exactly. that, are, that she hasn't already beat that are competitors. Like, it has to be a rematch. Shevchenko will probably win it again. But, hey, we saw uh, Nunez get uh, choked out by Pena. And Santos looks like she might be able to do that kind of thing to Shevchenko there. Like, she almost had her a couple of times. But even when they're on the ground, Shevchenko was throwing bombs from the ground that were doing damage. 
And I think uh, like the way Shevchenko put it is whoever does the more damage is going to get the win when it comes down to the decision. Yep. If my always my big then, thing with that too is if they rolled back Woodley versus fucking Wonderboy, they should roll that fight back. That fight is far yeah. more entertaining and it makes even more sense than rolling back Woodley versus Wonderboy. They did that twice. That was terrible yeah. both times. I think you should roll back <laughs> that Valentina fight as well. I agree. One other fight I want to talk about is um one that I flipped a coin for when I was making my picks there. And that was the uh, Zhang Wei Li fight. And uh, I went with her over, um, always mess the name up, Joanna there. Just going to stick with Joanna. Jersey's a chick there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just leave it at that. We'll call her Joanna. Joanna J. Uh, I'm glad. I, I literally like flipped JJ. a coin for that pick because I didn't know which, which way to bet on that one. And I uh, went with Wei Li and uh, cashed the parlay there in the, in the main uh, the main card. So that was awesome because it was really a night where my prelim picks uh, weren't doing too great. But I also, I just wanted to bring this fight up because Joanna retired after that fight. And I uh, just wanted to say congrats, Joanna, on that amazing career. Absolutely awesome fight she put out there. And uh, one of the, the legends of the uh, legendary female UFC fighter, for sure. She'll be in the Hall of Fame, possibly. We'll see, I guess. 100%. But, uh, 100%. But um, other thing I want to say about UFC before we move on to our next topic is uh, for the upcoming UFC fight night this Saturday. I just Unreal want to fight a night of, card. Yeah, yeah. I want to mention a couple of picks on it too as well that I'm leaning uh, towards. And one of them I got is the underdog Josh Emmett to get the win over Cater. And the other Ooh. one is Kevin Holland to win over Tim Means. So yep, Emmett, like I think uh, when I last, yeah, when I last look, Emmett was a uh, plus 200 underdog on the app that I use. And uh I think a lot of people sleep on Emmett and uh, I, I might even put an extra bet for him to win by knockout because the guy's got incredible power and uh, his last fight, he looked great. The fight before that, I think he got uh, a huge knockout, but uh, he had surgery in between those fights. So I was kind of curious how he's going to look when he came back, but he came back, looked great. And I think he's going to look just as good in the next fight. But uh, the other fight, I guess one more I got to mention on that card is uh, Cowboy versus Luzon. and. Um, Kind of undecided on that one. It was on a card a few weeks ago, and I went with Cowboy. Like That was what my pick was going to be, but kind of on the fence about that one. But uh, just going to say, keep an eye on our Instagram page for my official picks this Saturday. But uh, yep. any thoughts on that card there, DK? Yep. So I, <laughs> I don't mind the Emmett pick when I was looking it up. I don't mind the Emmett pick either. I think he's a dog. Like he's a live dog, as they'd say. Like he's yeah. anytime that he's an underdog, he seems to pull through and seems to get the win. The Cerrone versus Lozon is what I would call the Bellator special. Two old guys that are yeah. probably one, <laughs> one loss away from getting cut from the UFC. And that's respectively. I understand Cowboy's probably going to the Hall of Fame. He's one of the best fighters that the UFC has seen, most yeah. active fighters the UFC's ever seen. But this is a Bellator-type fight yeah. with two boys that have been just old as shit, and they're going at it in the ring. I don't know who to pick in that one. I'd love to see Cowboy walk away with a dub and then retire. Um. Tim Means, Kevin Holland. I like Kevin Holland a lot. I think he's good since he bursted onto the scene during uh, the pandemic there. I think he fought like twice or three times within a span of like four months or like he almost did a Chimaev type thing and won them all. I like him. And this Joaquin Buckley. I don't know if anybody remembers. He had that. I'm pretty sure he had the spinning back kick knockout where he just put somebody stiff and it was a great knockout. I really like him, too. He's an up-and-comer. Four great fights on that card. There's four picks, yeah. or or three picks, sorry, from me, at least. I would listen to Ty's picks over my picks, but that's just how I see those fights going. 
I don't have a pick for the the uh, Buckley fight though. I'm kind of I'm really on the fence about him because I love that highlight reel knockout he got, but I yep. feel like he might have got a little more hyped up and a little overrated because of that. Like I yep. haven't seen in his other fights that impressive of of things. Like it was that one time where it was like, holy shit, that's a knockout of the year. Yep. And like, there's only been what has there been even another one a knockout like that in UFC? That's the only one I could think of off the top of my head like a spinning fucking head kick like that. Like it's insane. That was something out of the WWE, man. But uh, still, yeah, I haven't decided on uh, if I'm going with him or not. I might even He's just go with a really the underdog. Whoever... 15 and three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I might just look at the odds and go with the underdog if I'm like flipping a coin type thing. But yeah. like I said, we'll have those picks out on the IG page there on Saturday. But um, other than that, I think we got uh, yeah, we got a couple more topics to get into here. Why don't we move on? to the next one, which is uh, the Blue Jays. And uh, DK, you were mentioning uh, Manoa for the Cy Young, possibly. What do you think? Well, so I don't know if you guys remember, we had this conversation a couple episodes in, and I was like, is Alec Manoa going to win a Cy Young? And just bear with me for two seconds while I look up this guy's stats, because this guy's stats this year are unbelievable. He's he's, 170 ERA. I was going to say, he's got a 170 ERA, and I believe he's 8-1 and right now. And in yeah, his career disgusting. in the major leagues, I want to say he is, so I just got it right now. He's 8-1, and one, 167. This is if you're an analytic guy. He's got a 3.0 war this year. He's got a 5.7 war in his career. In his career in the major leagues, he's 17-3 and three with a 259 ERA. This guy, this guy, Alec Manoa, could be a perennial Cy Young contender, and the Jays need to lock him up up especially if he keeps going throughout this season this guy might start for the al in the all-star game this year yeah yeah he's an animal man fucking every night every night he's just flawless like the guy is his stuff's so dirty too man like he's my favorite pitcher to watch right now and even like i like watching gossman too but uh in my opinion uh manoa is like like he's so fun to watch every night Every night he's out there, and uh, he's got a big matchup against the Yankees next week. Yep, and he so, loves going against the Yankees. He's got good stats. He's got a good stats against the Yankees. The crazy thing about Manoa is, I, I believe he's got 10 starts here under his belt here, 12 starts for this year. He's allowed 14 earned runs. 14 in 12 starts. Yeah. This guy, and with the Jays' bats, which are coming alive, they've been scoring a ton of runs lately. I see they're down 6-3 against the Orioles right now but they've been scoring a ton of runs lately. If you get a guy like Manoa on the mound, it is almost a guaranteed win right now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And uh, I don't want to leave like Manoa in the dust here, but Barrios had a good game last time out too. His last two two starts have been um, quality starts in my opinion. Um, Obviously, Gossman's still pitching well. Like you got some, uh, oh, and... um, What's his Gossman face? doesn't even know where fucking Detroit meets uh, Canada, though. Eh? Yeah, that was that such, a <laughs> such a dumb comment. Such a dumb comment. I got I to pull it up here. What exactly did he say? He's like, I was so he surprised. Said, I did, didn't realize how close Detroit was to Canada. Surprised yeah. at how many fans were out there. Or yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Something Just like, like that, Jesus but yeah. Christ. But, but uh, <laughs> Chicken strips, like you said, he's, he's dealing, too, in his couple starts. He's had two one-hitters yeah. in a row. Yeah. In, and they... Uh, I wish they didn't they yank him like after six or seven. Yep. And he, he had one hit. He had given up one hit. So I wish they didn't be, but like, I guess he's, he's kind of like a spot starter. So you don't really want him going like too deep because he's a valuable guy. 
um, to, to the Jays, obviously, especially with Ryu out. And, uh, For the season. Pitching. Yeah, so he's not used to pitching those types of things. Yeah, Ryu, um, that's a tough look for the Jays right now. They got to do something. Uh, it's, I don't think he's ever coming back. You, no, he's not. Like, not like, like, he might come back and pitch, but I'm saying I don't think he's ever going to be uh, worth the, worth his contract ever again. No, and, and the crazy this is his, I think they when I was looking it up, this is either his third or fourth season since he's been in the majors that he's losing because of elbow surgery. Like, this isn't the first time that he's had elbow surgery. He's a lefty that doesn't throw hard. That's a big on his break on his pitches. He's getting older now. I don't see him recovering from this injury, like you say, honestly, ever. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know who this goes to where it's a guy that I absolutely hate because of just the way that he's been is Nate Pearson. Where the fuck is this guy? This guy was supposed to be Alec Manoa. And they talked about Nate Pearson being the best prospect in baseball and this and that. He is now 25 years old. He doesn't start in the league. He's always injured. Hinjin Ryu goes down for a year. And guess what? The Blue Jays organization would rather roll with chicken strips, Ross Stripling, than Nate Pearson. It's tough, man. Yeah. We need Pearson because Kikuchi doesn't look so good either. Like, it's yeah, it's tough. The guys, I think there's such a big, like, like having a fastball in triple digits is like such like a an overrated like asset for yep. young pitchers. Like I mean, obviously it's sick if like if you have a guy that just throws heat, but fucking like that. Like they overrate prospects based on their on their velocity, and that's why I think like a lot of pitchers don't turn into what they thought because Pearson was like, oh, like when's Pearson gonna figure it out? We tested him a couple times. Oh, here's our next big guy is our future ace Pearson and then all of a sudden Manoa has a good spring training last year and like oh we might see him and then like midway through the year he hops up and then it's like oh that's a new guy and he wasn't even talked about right no. I had no idea fucking like I, I had heard of Manoa in spring training like one one two time but I had like uh I hadn't like I don't it was even like a top five prospect for the Jays like I don't think so no that's the and thing it just came out of nowhere and they were and like you say because because Nate Pearson threw hard they were saying this guy's going to be Max Scherzer. He's going to be Max Scherzer. He's it is a be good this, asset, or sorry, it is a good asset because it's like, it's like, right there you have a base of a guy that throws, a, a guy that throws a hundred. You know what I'm saying? A guy that throws triple digits. You got a base that's a base skill that you can build off of, and you can't teach velocity past a certain yep. point or past a certain age, right? Yep. So when you have a guy that young throwing that hard, it's like oh, like. Like that's like a really like scouts love it, right? But it's it's you can't put a guy as a top ten prospect or the best starting pitching prospect in baseball because just he because he hard. throws hard. Yep, I, I mean maybe agree like more. yeah. So I it's, don't know. It's one of those things with me where if if a guy, I know this sounds horrible, and you're like cutting people's potential short, whatever. If a guy throws a hundred and he says he's a starter, convert that motherfucker to a closer or an eighth inning guy. Because remember, even a guy like Aaron Sanchez, who threw 97, 98, 99, he couldn't touch triple digits. But he dude, did a when, couple times. When he was a he starter, he wasn't the greatest, and he didn't have very much durability. When this guy he was. Did, the, no, the one season, dude, he did. He, he had a three. He was our ace the one season. One, one, one season. But then it, when he was our eighth inning guy, he was our best yeah. setup man. He was yeah, possibly he was. the best setup man in the league, right? Yeah, I don't, he was, I don't get. I don't get why they're, why they're looking at Pearson and they're like, hey, buddy, you throw 100 and you need to be stretched out. 
Why not put him as a bullpen guy? Why not have him as your eighth inning guy, your seventh inning guy? Let him come in for one inning and just toss that 102. That's just as valuable to me as a starter. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think it is to most other people, though. To be honest, if you have a you want a guy that can go, if you want a guy that can go like like if you have a, you'd rather have a dude that goes like six every night, right? Yeah, but he can't. That's the thing. He's twenty five yeah, now. But he the, gets hurt they, every year because they try to stretch him out. But they think, but that like the the thought process was that he would be able to at some point. That's what I'm saying. But like after a certain point, same with Sanchez. Sanchez, can't yeah, yeah. Every now single, I'm saying he every probably single, will never. He had one think, good year, right, Sanchez? And then after that, he was blisters on his finger after every third start because he was throwing too many innings and his and the the ball the way the ball was coming off his hands yeah. was giving him blisters and shit. Why not move him to an eighth inning guy? And let him pitch one inning every two or three days. I think that's that what he might end up being. I don't think he'll ever be a, a season-long starter for the Blue Jays. I, I don't think so either. But I You're think saying. they have him stretched out in AAA. Right now, yeah. Yeah, but like, but, why? Yeah. Why? Why not put him one inning in the bullpen? I don't get what this block well, is. Well, in triple inning, or, or sorry, in triple A, I think it's just like they they want to get him innings, right? But in in the like as soon, when he gets called up, he's not going to be starting unless unless we're short on unless we have injuries. I think he'll be in the bullpen once he comes up, anyways. If he does, is he pitching well? I don't even know if he's pitching well. Right? I don't this think year. so. I don't think he had a very yeah, good no, year yeah. last year before his. Sucks. I think he was injured his pec, and then this year I don't think he's having another good year right now. It's just. It's just tough because I feel like you're when when a guy constantly shows you like he's not 21, he's 25. When a guy constantly shows you that he can't be a starter, why have him being a starter in AAA? Why have yeah. him, why have him stretched out like well, he's he shown was, you? He had a couple bullpen outings last year down yep. the stretch. Remember and and even then it was it was shaky. Like he had some really good ones, then he had some really bad ones. Yep, I remember. So you can't right now. I don't even know he's, if you can be trusted as a bullpen guy. No, he, he's maybe maybe we're to, uh, this is you and I debating Nate Pearson. He might never make it back to the big leagues. Yeah, <laughs> it's Honestly, this guy just threw a hundred and played Triple A his whole career. Yeah, Moreno but, came up, eh? Yeah, I saw that Gabe. He, he had he his a first hit, tonight, hit. I think. Yeah, he had I his first he hit in Detroit too. there too. He looks yeah. all right. The Jays are are stockpiled at catcher. I I know everybody's like, hey, you got to trade one. You got to trade one. Uh maybe, but maybe not this I year. Yeah, I think, dude, Kirk's... He's hitting. Jansen, Jansen was on a moon for like for like a week there, right? Yep. Remember that? Or a week or two. Yep. But ever, ever, and then he got injured, but like the four games before he was injured, I think it was like four straight overs. Yep. So I, I, I think his average is back down at 230, and he's always hurt. So I think if, I think Kirk has the most trade value, I think Jansen... Uh, every time he gets hurt, just hurts him a little bit more. But um, I think people, if he stayed healthy, if he could stay healthy all this season, he had like a decent, put together a decent season. I think Jansen's the guy. Um, I know he's our best defensive guy, but I think he's the guy to go because I heard Moreno. It looks like Moreno is a pretty good defensive catcher. Yeah, he is. They, which they, is surprising because he's a natural third baseman. I think. I was gonna say, and that's the thing that, that they like about him behind the plate too. They said he's very athletic behind the plate. He can swing the bat. He can do it all. Yeah. Apparently, I think they were saying he's the number four or five prospect in baseball right yeah, now. Yeah, four. He is four. Yeah, I number checked. four. Yeah. yeah so, especially coming from the catcher position, that is impressive in terms of baseball. Like yeah. usually, you don't see catchers up there in the top. Top. He'll 10 slap even. it around too. Yep. Have you seen his swing and the way he holds his? He chokes up like it's like. Uh, I think I don't know if like that'll be like his career like. Uh, his career back grip, but like, like you can see like a good portion of the knob under his hand. Yep. And like usually, like if you're a guy that's 
is a, a power hitter. Like you want leverage down at the bottom of the bat instead of choking up. So like yep. he, he doesn't have like, he hasn't uh, developed like his full potential as far as power. But um, I mean, like he slaps it around for a good average, especially like his everywhere he's gone in the minors. 100%. So like, hopefully he can do it. He has a hit tonight. Um, Team's on behind me, so I haven't really been watching it. But I look over every once in a while. I think Chapman hit a home run tonight. Yep. But um, anyways, like yeah, I guess that's all I got about the Jays. But um, yeah, Manoa. That's how. That's the topic we originally went with. So I'll, I'll just circle back real quick, like I did earlier. Lots of circling back this episode. Um, fucking Manoa is in is in a a tough race though for Cy Young. But he looks the most consistent out of all guys. He's leading the 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 AL and ERA, but there's like McClanahan is pitching incredible for the Rays. Verlander's Verlander's Verlander, yep. right? And then Nestor Cortez, that guy he's is like kind too. of like right, like he's he's a pleasant surprise for the Yankees. And the Yankees, fuck man, the Yankees like even when we do good, the Yankees are nine and one in the last ten, right? Say the and even when we. Win. Even when we turn it up, it's like, all right, are we getting on the Yankees? No, not really. Because <laughs> it's fucking, they, I, dude, Garrett Cole has, has the worst earned run average out of all their starters right now. And he's at like three something, 338, 380 or something. I don't know, somewhere around there. The Sandy's the worst, five and one or six and one. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he has the worst, he's been pitching the worst out of all the Yankee starters. It's fucking incredible. I was, I'm like, dude, like, and they're hit. Obviously, Judge is going crazy. So they don't give up runs, and they score a lot of runs. They have the best run. They have like over the run differentials over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, they're unreal. They they're just chugging along. They're not hitting yeah. any rough patches. And like you say, they're rattling. I hope we slow. I hope they slow down, man. I hope Me too. Down. Me too. They they look like a tough team to beat as of right now. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, need some injuries. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not wishing. I'm not wishing injuries on people. <laughs> but fuck yeah. I don't know, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, Judge and his big ass fucking self wants to make a transition to basketball or something miraculously, and we gives us a little hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys want to move on to our final topic here? Yep. What is our final topic, Ty? Well, DK said he's uh, been gambling on some oh. WNBA, and he's even got it down to a bit of a strategy or a science, if you will. At least that's what he tells me. Can uh, you tell us a little bit about this strategy there, DK? All right, 73% win percentage betting in the WNBA. I am 19 Jeez. and 7. 19 and 7, okay? There's a few teams to ride. There's a few teams to fade. But a big thing that you need to look at in the WNBA is these girls drain three balls, okay? When they're falling, they're falling. They're putting up NBA-type scores at some points. I've seen a game that was like 110 to 100. Like, that's an NBA-type score, and they dummy three-pointers. First half overs sit around 75, 76, 77 and a half. If you see a first half WNBA game over sitting at 75, hammer the over. And when I say hammer it, I mean fucking hammer it. I have hit my last eight first half overs in the WNBA. Really? Uh, yeah, buddy. Bet the house. Bet the house on it. It's unbelievable. At one point, <laughs> I went on a Two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Twelve of thirteen bets hit in the WNBA. Three quarters of them Man. were first half overs. The next, uh, the, uh, the all the other ones were the Las Vegas Aces. 
either on the spread or on the money line. These girls ball out in Vegas. These girls are good, man. Them and the Seattle Storm, if you, you're you betting on the Las Vegas Aces, you're finding those good lower numbers in the mid to like mid 70s, 75 to 77 for first half overs. And the Seattle Storm, you guys will have a fucking fun time betting in the WNBA. There's my strategy. I, that's all I'm going to give out for now. Keep fucking following the bets. I'm putting out picks on my Instagram pages at all times. It looks like I'm going to hit two right now as my Blue Jays and Orioles over nine just cashed. Thank you. I have over Thank 78 you. right now in Seattle versus Minnesota in the WNBA, and I have Seattle to win the first half. Both are looking real good right now. We're going to be even better by the end of the night in the WNBA. That's the strategy. Mid-70s, overs in the first half, Las Vegas Aces, Seattle Storm. You're welcome. Yo, and you know you know, you know, know DK serious when he starts slamming the table. <laughs> when <laughs> yeah. I start doing the Don, like Don Cherry, Cherry. Piano. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I don't, I don't get fired up about Subban things. Impression. Well, about, a- <laughs> little, about little things, especially like the WNBA. But at the same point, when you're winning, like I, I'm not the greatest gambler of all time. I gamble with my heart. I gamble stupid picks. I go on hunches. I'm not a big analytics guy. But I'm telling you, I put the work into the WNBA, and I'm willing to put my name beside it on the two strategies that I just gave out. Yeah, and if you want more of those uh, DK strategies and stuff too, like what's your IG there again, uh, DK? Like don't only check out the Dylan Kelly Show. Also check out, uh, yeah, Dylan Kelly Show on uh, IG and Twitter. You on there too, right? Yep, Dylan Kelly Show all the way around TikTok, Twitter. Instagram, everything. It may be one of the worst handles of all time, but guess what? When you roll into my page, welcome to the fucking show, baby. Uh, you gotta right. start charging for picks. Eventually, you'll be a fucking WMEA team owner. But then when those picks don't hit, there's gonna be fucking people coming at you like fucking we were talking earlier yeah, about Yeah, the, then you can't gamble accounts. on it anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, after yeah. I'm the owner. Yeah. Yo, and uh, Moreno <laughs> just cashed your... RBI single. He's the one that just cashed your fucking over nine there. Over nine, over yeah. Nine. I just saw that 6-4 Mourinho, end of the sixth. I still think the Jays are going to end up pulling that out and winning it just the way they've been playing. They're down 6-4 right now going into the seventh. I do think the Jays will win, but the over nine. And we can't lose the lock. Orioles, fuck. Over yep. nine was a lock. Let's fucking see it. on the mound. Yeah. Good Let's bet. See it. Yep. See that W. Had a turn, but yeah, any turn final thoughts? Notifications. Uh, My final thought is turn on post notifications for Dylan Kelly show. And bucks on nux, baby. And we bucks on nux because when, yeah, we post clips and we ties UFC picks. You don't want to miss those. You don't no. want to be late to the party. No, you don't. You don't want to, yeah, you well, don't want to see them last... on a story the day after, right? You don't want to be that guy. Fuck. Usually on like my, I'll do like a full card prediction and I do pretty well. But last weekend my prelims were fucking dog shit. Like it, I was struggling yeah. until the main card hit and then i did pretty good and hit some parlays you hit on the but... main card you had a parlay on the main card dude you still had a plus yeah. night right you're I gotta be never cared. had yeah you never had a negative weekend i don't think uh, no. On UFC. no usually in ufc is where i make all my money back that i lose from uh, gambling and hockey <laughs> but uh but uh yeah fucking so far it's been great like making these picks i've been doing really well just the past weekend if you saw them there sorry if i let you down with a few of the prelims picks but uh Always focus more on those main card picks because that's uh, the fighters I'm more familiar with. Sometimes on the prelims picks, I'm just going off of, uh, you know, I'll see someone's an underdog and I've watched them fight once before. So I'm like, all right, I'll go with them. Fuck it, an underdog would be nice if it hits. And I'll put like a few bucks down. I'm not recommending on those picks to put, you know, the whole bet the farm kind of thing. On the main card, though, you might want to bet the farm because you might get fucking 
couple other farms out of it by doing Absolutely. that. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. We, we've been, uh, we've been hitting those parlays <laughs> almost every time there's been a, at least every time there's been like a pay-per-view UFC event, we've had like a parlay hit. And so, yeah. And <laughs> so, they're not, uh, they're it, not yeah, minus just, money parlays. They're big plus money parlays that this man hits yeah. every single yeah. week. They are bankroll yeah. builders, as they say in the business. I love it. <laughs> Bet the Hell farm yeah, we'll you'll keep, be you'll be playing Monopoly out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. More more of those to come too. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But uh, I guess that's it. Hey, you guys uh, said final thoughts. Stu said notifications on. DK, did you have any final thoughts? Or are we out of here? No. And I, review the show. Yep. Review I was the say, goddamn show. Give it a five star. Yeah. Give it a review. Make sure you click the little plus symbol if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Click the little plus symbol in the top so that you know every time that a new show gets uploaded. Rate it. Review it. Let us know what you think. Comment on our Instagram post. Do what you got to do. I love it here on Bucks on Knox. We're going for another 90 episodes. We said it right at the start. Yeah. Bring us home, Ty. At least right, 90 yeah. plus. I'm going to reiterate uh, reiterate some of the things DK said there, but yeah, we'll get out of here. That's a wrap for episode 10 of Bucks on Knox. Plenty more to come in the future. And uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. And uh, make sure to check out the Instagram and Twitter pages that we got going. And uh, keep an eye out for those gambling picks that I mentioned. Also, drop a five-star review down for the podcast if you enjoy it, as DK mentioned. And uh, check out the other podcasts on showbile.com. And uh, before I say the final line here, what do you got, John? And I was going to say TikTok coming soon. I'm sorry for fucking interrupting your fucking outro there. But a TikTok coming soon, you're going to see me going, doing fucking renegade dances and twerking my <laughs> booty on the fucking Bucks on Nux TikTok. I don't even know what a renegade dance is, but yeah, yeah. what the fuck's a renegade dance? I don't know, man, but hey, if you don't know, you don't want to know, but uh, uh, just let's just move on. Now, I was just kidding, though, but TikTok is coming soon. <laughs> I'm not going to, you don't have to worry about me seeing my thick booty shaking in there. <laughs> Instead, we'll be doing right, some more well, clips. Well, thanks for getting that in there as uh, the ending there, John. But uh, here's the the wrap up here. You know what it is. And if you can't be careful, no, I fucked it up. Oh, my God. fucked up. took 10 episodes. Clip it. Yes, clip, clip it. that shit. Clip it. Holy hey, shit. I just got to say, uh, we'll thank John for that slip up there. because uh, You just got to get in his head a little bit. Talk yeah, you got in my head a little bit there. Now, now I'm out here not being careful, eh? You fucking, <laughs> uh, you fucked me up. But uh, anyways, if you can't be cool, be careful. And if you can't be good, be good at it. Bye.